Welcome to the Dietitian Boss Podcast. I'm Libby Rothschild, creator of Dietitian Boss. After almost four years of sitting in my dimly lit windowless clinical office, I had enough. I wanted to feel like my work mattered, so I did something about it. I created a program that empowers dietitians and nutritionists to create their own private practice from scratch following my proprietary system. Before I did this, I had a private practice of my own while working a full-time job, and I learned a lot about building relationships, marketing, and sales, and I'm so excited to be able to share my proprietary framework with you. Hello and welcome. I'm here today with Christy Hunter. She is a registered dietitian nutritionist and owner of Christy RD, a group private practice that provides nutrition counseling to individuals and work sites in Greensboro, NC and surrounding areas. Ms. Hunter earned a Bachelor of Science degree in nutrition from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill and a master's degree in nutrition from the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. With over 20 years of experience in nutrition and wellness, her areas of interest include worksite wellness, disease prevention, and overall healthy eating. Christy has created a unique hybrid of individual consultations and corporate wellness as a part of her private practice. Additionally, Christy is co-founder of Nutrition Practice Network, which offers an online membership for dietitians in private practice, including a document library, mastermind groups, and one-on-one business coaching. In her spare time, she's an avid UNC basketball fan, go heels, and wife and mother of two teenage daughters. Welcome to today's episode. Thanks for having me. Oh, so excited. So excited to be able to chat and have you provide value about, I know you do so many things and I'm, I'm really interested to hear about your experience with corporate wellness. I think that's really exciting. Is there anything that I left out from that bio for what you'd like to share with the audience today? No, I'm just excited to be here and I love helping other dietitians and be successful in private practice. So yes. Yeah, that's, yeah, well, happy to have you there. And we, we dietitians need as much help as we can get. And what I love about what you do is you have that team value because you work with a team, you've got a group practice and a lot of the things you do are very collaborative. So that fits really well with our brand here at Dietitian Boss, because I think it's a great way to help dietitians and role model is to show that collaborative team approach. I don't, I think that that's really good role modeling for people who, no matter what they want to do to see that interdisciplinary kind of communication and collaboration is a great way to go. So can you share a little bit about how you got connected with corporate groups? Yes. So my background, um, even though I was a clinical dietitian, I worked at a hospital and transitioned over to the wellness department. And so by working with employee wellness, I kind of got to hear what like HR groups are looking for. So my exposure in employee wellness allowed me to kind of hear like, what are the executives looking at? And they're looking at saving dollars, but they're also looking for like providing a benefit to their employees that the employees see value in. And so when I was doing that, I was able to kind of hear the lingo, learn what HR groups are looking for. So when I looked to start my private practice and kind of go into that specialty, I was able to connect with different HR groups in my area and kind of say to them, hey, I know what you're looking for. I know you're looking to lower healthcare costs for your groups. I know you're also looking to provide a benefit to your employees that doesn't cost a lot of money. And since our services, right, are covered by the major insurance carriers, it's wonderful because employer groups are able to provide a benefit without having a line item on their budget. So if you are able to go to an HR person and say, hey, this is awesome, you can provide this 
service, but it doesn't cost you anything, and this is your employees are going to love this, they really buy onto that. So by connecting with HR groups, that was a wonderful way for them to get plugged with a wellness. Also, wellness companies, like, you know, now some of the major groups like CVS has wellness, and they're kind of diving into that area as well. So connecting with those groups and kind of offering your services or local services as well, that's another really good way to get plugged in. And then also word of mouth, like you kind of talk to your friends, talk to people in your community, kind of hear what their employer groups are doing. And if you hear a group that says, yeah, my employer is really great. They're offered these wonderful forward thinking benefits. You know that they're going to be more open to providing a service. And even if it's covered by insurance or additional services that you could offer for a cost, if they're already into that group of thinking and providing benefits to their employees that are outside of the box. So I was able to use a lot of my networking within my community to kind of get connected people in HR groups and be like, oh, you should tell them that this is what I do. And that kind of led me some to open some doors. Yeah, that's, that's a great story. And from what I've seen, I don't have all the stats. I'm not sure if you can fill in any of those gaps, but it's a very growing industry. There's a high need. Because insurance costs are going up so much. Yeah. So employer groups are looking to do anything that they can to reduce those insurance premiums. And insurance companies are giving kind of a, I wouldn't say reducing the premium increase, but they're kind of waiving that hike for some of these employer groups that are doing some of these preventative nutrition, preventative wellness kind of activities. Yeah. Well, it's fantastic. There's a lot of angles that I want to ask you about, but I'm so glad that you're sharing this because it's an opportunity for dietitians and a growing area. One thing I want to say, I know you're talking about employer groups and their pains, which which is, you know, fantastic, but isn't it also great for the people? Like the employees are very like satisfied and happy to have these services. Is, is there anything about that you want to speak oh, on? Absolutely. I mean, if your employer is going to offer a service, yeah. whether it is nutrition, whether it's massage therapy, whether sure. it's fitness, and they're providing it at the work site, they're usually allowing company time to take advantage of these services. It just kind of makes it a little bit easier. Plus, if the employer is promoting that, sure. they're kind of, it's making it a lot easier for the employee to do it. Yeah, and, and not to mention, we all know right now it can be tricky, especially in this economy, to find good workers. And if you can stand out as a company and say that you offer these perks and services to support your staff, you know, from the position of the employer trying to attract staff, I don't know if that's an angle that they care about, but I've seen it from my friends that own companies and do work with, with corporations that it's very beneficial for people who are looking at the competitive job market and they might work for a company that offers benefits versus a company that doesn't because it helps them, you know, kill two birds with one stone, so to speak. You've maybe got a busy mom or someone who wants to be able to combine wellness with what they're doing at work. It it creates that community, right? For the employee. Absolutely. Yeah. On that note too, there's benefit consultants that are in, you know, in the industry. So these benefit consultants go and sell these benefit packages, right? To employer groups. So another way to get connected is to talk to these benefit consultant groups, tell them what services you offer, because then they're going to go market it to these employer groups and say, hey, you can, did you know that we have a dietitian that can offer these wonderful classes? They can offer one-on-one consults to their employees. We can do health fairs. We can do, you know, cooking demonstrations, any of those things. And this is part of a package. And we're like right there with pet insurance. Did you know that that's another very popular? I do know. I do know pet insurance is big. The pet industry is, is huge as well because I, I can't yes. remember the stats. I think one in four Americans 
own a pet. The industry is huge, but conversation for another day. So you are sharing so much fun information that I think is important for dietitians to be aware of, right? What are employers looking for? How can we add value in non-conventional ways? So thank you. If someone wanted to learn more about that industry specifically, in addition to you and your resources, is there any go-to places with statistics or anything like that about this niche within dietetics? So kind of the standard that I look at is WellCoa, and it stands for like Wellness Councils of America. Mm-hmm. And they are the kind of standard. And so that's where you would go to look for stats and kind of get some additional certifications and trainings if you want to. Cool. They also offer a conference as well. Nice. And it's a good way to get plugged in. Yeah. When I was earlier in my days as a dietitian, I wish I would have known about all these cool things, right? So I love being able to give back and having experts like you share what you're doing, the great work you're doing, because it is innovative. I still think not everybody is aware of this area within dietetics. And I I know it's like people are excited about it, but I'm I'm even more excited for you to share the resources and your experiences as well. So thank you for that. What I love also about your story for the listeners who are maybe still working a clinical job or you're earlier on in your career is that what you shared, Chrissy, is that when you were a clinical dietitian, you had the skills to develop relationships, see a problem uh, and solve it, right? You found what their pains were. You saw what the frustrations were. And as you were building your practice, I'm not sure the timeline, but you solved that problem. Maybe it was part-time or per diem, but then you ended up making that what you do now as part, part of, I know you do a lot of things, but you made that be part of your business, right? And it all started from you networking as a clinical dietitian. And that's the same for me too. I learned so much and I was able to do traditional marketing that led me to grow income opportunities as a nutrition consultant when I was a clinical dietitian. And I love hearing that story from you because I think it inspires the listeners, no matter where they are, to open their eyes and ears to opportunities. Absolutely. And honestly, it all started. This is a funny story. It all started because I was a clinical dietitian. I was the, like the newest one in, mm-hmm. right? And it came to the news needed to do a, a segment and they needed somebody to do it. Nobody wanted to do it. I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> I was forced to do this. Okay. okay? And I was going to do a cooking demonstration about fish. Okay. Funny story. I was very young, had never cooked fish in my home. No way. Oh yes. my gosh. This is a great story, by the way. Love this story. Okay. Yes. So the universe was taking care of me that day because I was at this kitchen getting ready to do this live cooking demonstration about something I'd never done before. Sure. And there was a major fire that broke out. Oh and so the gosh. news crew had to leave and go do the fire instead. And so my my segment got cut, which was fine. I think it was, like I said, it was a good thing. But it just kind of led – so the whole point of the story is that it led for me to opportunities to like do things that other people said no to. Then it was like, okay, Chrissy, maybe you don't want to do live news stuff, but you you talk great in front of a class. Would you do with this other class for this community segment? So then I started teaching classes. Then I was like, yeah, I really like this. This is a segment. So then it led to a job in employee wellness, which then led to my private practice which then has led to a group practice. All right. That's so far is my favorite part about today's episode, even though there's been so much, so many great tips and, and stories, because that's very tangible for most dietitians to be able to do that. I want to really demystify that it is so complex to find opportunities. It doesn't always have to lead to a full on business. It could just mean that you're doing some freelancing as a dietitian. Although obviously becoming your own boss and creating a business is is great. But for those of you that just want to get your feet wet and get started who are listening, I, I, I love your story. So thank you for sharing that in terms of what I heard yeah. is that you did things other dietitians didn't want to do. So let me and ask I you, say this too, like, yeah. I got help from other dietitians. So it, nice. because like 
again, when I was in this clinical role, right, mm-hmm. with 26 dietitians, somebody had left before me and started a private practice. Well, then she got so full. She was like, Christy, you should do this. Let me help you set up a private practice and then I'll give my overflow people to you. No competition whatsoever. So then that's kind of how it started. And so that is what has led me through all of this journey. It was like, I've had so many dietitians that have helped me. Yeah. And then I wanted to give back and help other people. And you don't have to do this by yourself. You don't know how to, you're not going to know how to be the HR, the marketing, the insurance guru, sure. the clinical you know, person, and the counselor. You're not going to be able to do it all. Yeah. So if you can enlist the help of others, then that's exactly what you want to do. So I, I yes. And in, in business, when you become your own boss, there are so many things in, in addition to having basic financial skills that yes. we're just not taught in school. And, I, and it can feel overwhelming, not to mention that we have personal things. We might be getting married or delivering a baby. And so there's just a lot going on for a dietitian to be able to grasp the reality of the skill sets we need to adopt if we want to become a business owner, tandem with our own personal lives. But what I love is that you're sharing that you didn't do it alone and you had a lot of support. And I think that sends a really good message. I want to give you credit though, because I am thinking that all the, you said 26 other dietitians, 24, is that what you said? 26, yeah. So 26 other dietitians, I'm sure that, did they all have the same help from everybody else? But I'm sure they didn't, you know, build things to the magnitude that you have. So there's obviously something special about, you know, you're not giving, I want to make sure we're giving you credit. Yes, you had help, but I want to get underneath what made you grow to this extent that you have with being the owner of a group practice, giving back to dietitians. What do you think was it, was it something, some drive inside of you? What do you think motivated you to take it to where you have today? Something very empowering about being able to offer other people a job opportunity that has wonderful benefits, right? I, I, I say this too. I had an amazing boss for 12 years. I mean, I had an amazing boss that modeled the behavior and like attitude and positivity that I wanted to create. And so when I'm able to have that as a model and then say, that's what I want to do. I want to offer somebody else this positive work experience and for moms that they could be able to take their kids to school and pick them up. That's what I want. Sure. That's what has pushed me to keep growing is to be like, Oh, here's another person that has crossed my path that needs a job opportunity. And I can offer that. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here. If you're that comfortable, and you like your boss that much, you still had to have some motivation for you to take your business where it is now, because it's no easy task to have multiple dietitians working in your practice. It's not just a a walk and that's not some freelance on the side that takes extreme diligence and a lot of skill building for you to be able to be in that role. So is there anything, I mean, I love that you're saying that I'm just, there must be some, something in you. I don't know if you had parents that were entrepreneurs, if it's the, the motivation for the money, if you just love the challenge, or really it is just that you love giving job opportunities. Cause I find that people that are that comfortable and they have that much, that many role models in their um, career, they're not motivated enough to become their own boss. Cause they're too comfortable. Right. It's funny. So my, both my parents did, were not entrepreneurs. They do not have an entrepreneur spirit. So when I said I wanted to do this, they were like, well, I don't know about this. Christy. This sounds crazy. Sure. I'm a very driven person and I always have been. And so it doesn't surprise anybody that I am where I am. Now, what's interesting is that my husband is also an entrepreneur and okay. he owns a business as well. And our children look at it and they say, we don't want to own a business. That's we fair. hear you all complain too much about taxes and employee situations and life. And I mean, you're right. It's not easy. It's not a walk in the park every day. And some days I, I joke and I have a backup plan. My backup plan is that 
if it just gets really bad, I just can't do it anymore. I'm going to close up. I'm going to go and work at the bakery at the local grocery store. There you go. And I'm just going to decorate cakes. Hey, that's what I'm going to do. Sounds right? nice. I, I don't need these dramatic cakes that need to look like volcanoes or anything like that. But if you just want some roses and a happy birthday, Libby, I can I can do that. That's that's my thing. Well, my, my birthday is in December, so I'm going to want a cake anyway, <laughs> whether you decide to become a baker or not. That sounds lovely. I like your B plan, and that's very uh, entrepreneur-like to have those A plan, B plans. So I appreciate you sharing that. I don't know any, any entrepreneur in, that I know in dietetics that doesn't have a contingency plan for, for business and, and the way things, especially in a post-pandemic world, right? Needing to be agile with how you run things. And yeah, it's not for everybody. And again, the thing I think about business that I'd like to represent is that it doesn't always have to look the same. There's a, a lot of smaller businesses, solo practices that have probably, they do have higher gross profit margins than a larger practice. Their responsibilities look different. Uh, they might not have employees. And so there's, when you do have employees and contractors, there are different skill sets that you will master versus if you don't. So there's just, you know, different levels of stress and gratitude when it comes to business. But yes, the, the more impact that you want to make, I would say if you're hiring employees, you just, the skill set is so different than if you're running a solo um, business. Absolutely. Yeah, very different. And, and, and I'll say this too, like, I know that there's a lot of dietitians, right, that are trying to find these connections on Facebook groups and, you know, online platforms and all that stuff, which is wonderful, right? Yeah. But still nothing beats an in-person, like, connection and networking. Yeah. And at Fency 2019, I met some people and we were kind of like, we should get together. Oh, we think they're going to start a mastermind. You, are you interested? And so there's seven of us that have been meeting monthly in a mastermind group. And exactly what you said, we all come at it from different ways. We have group practices, but I've learned so much from collaborating with other people and being able to share my stressors and my wins with them and them celebrating with me as well. And that's what prompted me and our other owners to form Nutrition Practice Network was because you can't do it all alone. You don't have all the skill sets and somebody else to be like, Hey, let me warn you. I tried it this way. It didn't work so well for me before you go down that path. Just think about this. And so with just being in a group that appears that are on that same path as you and that you can kind of connect with and kind of run through scenarios with in person, whether it's like on the Zoom call or whatever, and then get together with them as well and have an email stream and be like, help me. I'm in this situation. What should I do? That is invaluable. I fully agree. It truly is. I fully agree. And I think that, thank you for sharing that. I love that story. And I would agree. I think that a lot of dietitians are introverted and that feels very difficult for them. I've had Murray Ferguson, the owner of Dietitian Connection, talk about, you know, being an introvert and overcoming some of those difficulties on uh, one of our podcast episodes here at Dietitian Boss. And it's a, it's um, a beautiful thing. There's not, it's not good or bad to feel that way, but I think that a lot of dietitians get intimidated about Absolutely. networking. And in addition to all of the other things, especially at the beginning, and then as your company ramps up, you might not realize how much of a priority it is to maintain those relationships, which is why I think that joining a group like my services and like yours is, is great because you can meet like-minded people on the same path. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. And I know that it can feel challenging for some of the listeners to really understand how important it is. And so I think one of the best examples I can give is remember when you were in school, right? Let's say maybe completing your dietetic internship or maybe even undergrad, if that's more relatable and think about, at least for me, I would study with my peers 
that we would all support each other in some way in school. And without that school wouldn't have felt the same to me. And that's the same as when you're developing your career and your skills, whether they're clinical skills or whether they're business skills or both. So I love your story of how you were able to come up with a business. And I know Marie Ferguson to mention her again, she came up with her idea of creating dietitian connection because she attended a Jack Daly's talk or Jack. No, no, not Jack Canfield. Sorry. His talk at fancy. I can't remember how many years ago. I think she still has that on her website. So I love that. Right. And, and that's maybe that networking story is a little bit different because, uh, she listened to his talk, but she was still at fancy. So that just shows there's a million different ways to get inspired around people, whether it's from afar, like from a talk or whether it's like what you're saying, more intimate by connecting with several people who have like-minded interests and then coming up with a business or a mastermind or some type of regular connection with them. Yes. I mean, there's so much that you can do. And so, yeah, if you haven't, go ahead and start making plans, come to Fancy this year. It's going to be in Denver and I'll be there. I'll be happy to talk to you and introduce you to anybody I know. Cause I love it. And I just yeah. love connecting other people too. Yeah, absolutely. It's a skill. I, I could tell you're a natural connector. You're just so easy to talk to such a nice personality. So I'm not surprised to see that. And it's also nice to be so driven and a connector. Cause often people who are so driven can forget about the nuances of connecting. Right. So it's nice that you can combine those great skills together for your, for your, for your personality. So a couple more questions. What can a dietitian offer as far as services from your perspective? So think about it this way. Think about you're going to offer the same thing that you would offer in a private practice as people coming to your office. So you can say, hey, I'm going to come on site to your company and I'm going to see individual employees in a confidential space. All you need to do is provide me like a conference room or something like that. And if you don't mind marketing these services, we can have employees come you know, sign up. So you can offer one-on-one -on -one consults just like you would in your normal practice. You can also offer group presentations. So I offer a variety of classes. So for example, we did a class last month on reducing added sugars. This month we're doing a class on like ways to handle emotional stress and eating. So you can offer these kinds of classes that are also covered by the insurance group. So the, again, you're just getting the employees there. They are advertising the service. You can do this as well and it's all covered. You can offer cooking demonstrations. You can do health fairs. So there's multiple services that you can offer as a dietitian that would enhance the employee experience. They're learning something out of it. They're getting something new at work also covered by insurance and the employer wins because hopefully there's less insurance cost in the end. Yeah. It's because great. People healthier. Yeah. That, that sounds fantastic. And is that something that you think that mo is this still new? Is this still a secret in dietetics? Cause I kind of feel like it is the you way do? you, I mean, well, is it, is it, I don't know how popular it's becoming, but what, what, what do you think? I mean, I, I don't know that I would, to me, it doesn't feel new cause I've been doing it for 20 years. Of so course. <laughs> way that this is something that you can offer people you're not taught that in school right, right. so maybe it is somewhat a new concept Yes. Yeah. Well, a private practice is still a new concept. Less than 8% of dietitians own a private practice. We don't have stats on fully remote or even hybrid, but we can, I can tell you, and you could tell me that most private practitioners are brick and mortar, right? Yes. So, yes. so I mean, it's still cutting edge to have a remote practice, whether hybrid or not. So I, I can only, I, I don't want to assume without the data, but I can, what you're doing, I think, yes, of course you're familiar with it, but I don't think it's known as much as uh, we might want it to be. I think it's probably still cutting edge, but the listeners will let us know if, if I'm wrong. Yeah. The other thing too, like, let's talk about, so maybe you're not an extrovert, right? Maybe, maybe the thought of getting up in front of a group of people seems overwhelming to you. Sure. There's also like, think about it. Most larger employer groups 
are sending out some kind of communication to their employees. So maybe you're a, somebody that can write an article. Mm -hmm. Maybe that is your gift, right? So maybe you can do that. Maybe you can offer to include recipes into their newsletter, or you can also be part of their benefits fair where you can like offer some kind of handout that you've created. So there's all kinds of things that you can offer without being the extroverted personality type to get up in front of a group of people and talk. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the medium can depend. I think that people get a little caught up on the medium, meaning is it, you know, the written word or is it speaking? And at the end of the day, you just have to make sure you're getting your communication out there. Right. And we're really focusing on how you are able to build those relationships and, and make those connections and, and promote. So I think that's really the underlying issue. Um, and I've had Anna from, oh, I forget the name of her company, the freelance writing um, on air on, on this episode, on this podcast. And she's talked about her work with writing. So I know a lot of dietitians do prefer to write, but there's so much opportunity as well outside of just writing that I think yeah, is impactful. And the thing is, like, I don't want to write. I cannot stand to write. I, I hear you. Talk, do a video. I can whatever. see it. I can see it. I can see it in your energy. And that's beautiful. Yes, don't make me write it. Please don't make me write it. But one of my yeah. So that's like, that's a skill set that she has that I don't have. So if we ever get asked to do an article or like put together a presentation, she's my go-to on that. That's, and that's, again, that's where you're building that collaborative team and bringing everybody's skill set, you know, forward. She does not want to do a presentation in front of a group. Sure. She doesn't want to be on the media. Yep. That's not her thing. Yep. So it's great when you can have somebody that's skilled in various areas. Absolutely. And you can also use AI tools that can help you write and summarize as well. Um, yeah. So last question, what are corporate groups looking for? Right. So they're looking for things that are going to improve their employees' health. They're looking for something they can add as a benefit that will be perceived for, you know, employees that look great. They also are looking for something that makes life easier. So when you're getting ready to make that first phone call, what you have to think of is, how am I going to make that person's life easier? Are you going to offer to write that newsletter article? Are you going to offer to do all the, to create the marketing content for them? So all they have to do is copy it and paste it and send it out. Are you going to offer to do all the class registration for them? Like they want to make sure that it's super easy and they want to also build the trust, right? Because they're getting knocked on the door by several different vendors. Sure, sure. So by you being credentialed with insurance, already gets you kind of some clout and some kind of credibility with them. So the way you kind of word it and, and you gotta be creative, right? Is to say, oh, I'm calling you because I'm a Blue Cross and Blue Shield credentialed representative, fact, right? But that's the way that you've already built that trust from the very beginning. And so they know, okay, well, my insurance plan, they trust them. So therefore I can also trust them. And you're not gonna come in and try to like sell some crazy, you know, gimmicky kind of thing to their employees and then they look bad in front of their employees. Yeah. Well, I, I love the specific examples that you gave and thank you for sharing your experiences, your stories and, and your knowledge today, as well as just the, all the inspiration about what are the opportunities for a dietitian, whether they're obvious or not, because there are so many. So I appreciate you role modeling that. Any final thoughts you want to share before we wrap up today? No, it's a great field. And I'm always, I don't feel threatened with com competition, you know, and I'm one that likes to build other dietitians. So feel free to reach out. I'm happy to share any of my thoughts and, you know, experiences and help you get experience in this area and feel comfortable in this area. So yes, I'd love to work with anybody and help them out too. Sounds great. Thanks so much for joining us.
If you're looking for support to start, grow, and scale your dietitian private practice, I want to invite you to work with me and my team. We have a few different options. Head over to dietitianboss.com and apply to have a conversation with somebody from our sales team to discuss your options for your budget and stage of business. Head over to dietitianboss.com and we look forward to connecting.